Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. We're going to be talking about this idea of, of flowing, going with the flow, 
of life. So if you're anything like me, when I was setting the intention for the year, setting the intention for even the week, I was thinking a lot about this idea of flowing more with life, going with the flow. And because I, again, we, we talk about this idea of a tree, right? This tree that grows with the wind, goes with the flow. It lives longer. It thrives, in fact, in a chaos environment more than a tree that is fixated on just sticking there. It breaks, it shatters, and it goes away. And I don't know if you've noticed, but life at times can be chaotic. So I brought my good buddy, Chris, who is next to me, to talk to us a little bit about this creative idea of how improv, believe it or not, can actually help us be a little bit more uh, able to go with the flow again in life. And before we get there, we'll reset the room. You are here with the Breakfast of Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. This is your opportunity to get the seat at the table. We're every single weekday starting at 5 a.m. to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, as well as on Saturday starting at 6 a.m. and Sundays for our Club 111. We have some big news. It's really exciting. We're changing, we're shifting, we're adapting, and we're getting better with the programming, with new shows, new formats, new pl platforms launching all on January 3rd. We're creating it all for you and for the year ahead to make sure we're coming and bringing you the best information in the best possible ways. So you're going to be want to make sure you're following us along. Make sure you're following the club. Make sure you're, you're you're sticking with us every single day. And you can also head over to our Instagram and follow Breakfast with Champions Club, and you'll know exactly what's coming up in the moment as soon as we drop the news. Um, with that being said, my name is Raylan Davis. I'm a sales uh, coach for coaches. My whole point is to help people get more of what they deserve. And yes, you deserve to have and want more. With that being said, I predominantly work with coaches. And so it's it's my great pleasure that I get to work with some of the best coaches in the world. So my, my, my program, my mastermind, Elevated Sales Academy, I had this vision of bringing the best of the best coaches together so we can help more people, right? And one of those individuals is my good buddy, Chris. Chris, take a moment, unmute, and let the people know who you are. And then I'm going to start peppering you with questions, brother. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Raylan. Yeah, my name is Chris True. I'm a comedian who uses the art form to help others. I spent the most of the first half of my career traveling the country, doing improv shows, stand-up comedy shows, different festivals. But the past couple of years, I have focused really heavily on using the art form to help other people be more charismatic and confident communicators because, you know, Improv changed my life in a way that made me feel like I I can be in the moment no matter what, that I can be in flow no matter what, that I can just know who I am and know, know who I can help and how I can help no matter what. Because, you know, you have to be good at these things in order to do good improv shows. The same things that make an improv comedy show funny and successful are the same things that make um, that you know that that helps speakers or helps salespeople or anyone you know anyone who works with people for a living, you know you should learn improv. You should learn how this art form can help you. And not only that, it's also a ton of fun. I mean, you go to an improv show, you're laughing, you 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 leave with your cheeks hurting, you had a good time. And so I feel very fortunate that this art form that is so much fun to do and watch, it's also something that helps people become better humans. So I'm stoked to be here and talk about it. Uh, I I really appreciate the opportunity, Raylan, and hello, everyone. Glad to be here. So one of the things, so uh, one thing that I do when I get an application for somebody that wants to join Elevated, right? Usually I spend a lot of time researching what they do. Does it does it fit my mission to help people? And Chris is actually one of those few that I reached out personally and was like, I want to help you. 
and here's why. And it's partly because the idea of comedy, laughter, joy, that is a lot of the reason for living, right? We're here to laugh and enjoy life. And I was thinking about, again, when we're talking about the subject of, of intention going into the year 2022, going into obviously this Monday, this beautiful Monday, setting the intention, I wanted to make sure that we, we brought this intention of, again, enjoying life. But one of the things that I realized, right, when I was researching you, Chris, and also looking at, at, at the topic today, I was looking at improv, and I just typed in improv on Google. And I was blown away by the amount of articles. Like, literally, everyone can do this on their own. Just Google improv, and what you'll find is article after article all saying the same thing. Improv changed my life. And so, Chris, I wanted to ask you, right, from, from your standpoint, why do you think improv, in a lot of ways, and I'm going to get to this in a little bit, is so transformational for people? Well, that's a great question. I think one of the reasons why improv is so transformational is because it's, you know, you if you're into self-help and if you want to become a better human, you know, whether it's like, I want to be a better listener, I want to be more in the moment, or I want to have more deeper social interactions – it's it's really hard to practice those things. You can read the books, you can go to the clubhouse rooms, you can you can listen to the podcast, but it's really it's really difficult to practice, to actively practice those things. And improv is this peculiar art form that exists, and it's a fairly new art form. It's fairly young, you know. Um, and it's improv actually works all those muscles, and you do it while having fun you do it while laughing so you leave an improv class and you feel like you had these more meaningful interactions you feel like you were a more present-minded person you feel you know you feel lighter you feel like your mental health is stronger i mean it really checks off so many boxes and so you can't wait to go back for week two of class and meanwhile this entire time raylan you're also getting funnier you're also learning comedy techniques, and that also helps. You know, I always tell people when they come to an improv class, if your goal is to learn how to be funnier, that's a noble goal, and that will probably happen. But so many more meaningful things are going to happen along the way. Like you're going to be more present. You're going to be a better listener. And these are all things that apply to so many other walks of life. So, um, yeah, I have, to keep, I have to give myself a time limit to answer these questions regularly because I can just go off on any of these questions because I just love this art form so much. I've seen it help so many people, and like I keep saying, it's so rare that something like this that's so transformational is also so much fun as well. Yeah, so by the way, please go off, man, because again, the reason why I even wanted to, to interview and talk to you more about this because you and I, we, we had a, a guest speaker come to the the, the mastermind group, right? And he was a transformational coach. And he was talking about this idea of transformation and, and the laws in which to abide by to make sure you're, you're able to get the most out of life and get the most out of this experience we call life. And what's interesting is afterwards, you said there are so many things in improv that, that, that are also associated with transformation, right? Like one of the things, obviously the only way out is through. That was one of the laws that we were talking about being impeccable with your word. But also I love this idea of yes and. And so when I think about the speakers that we have even on the stage right now, a lot of these people are speakers, right? They go and they do keynotes and the importance of going with the flow and not being super rigid because things are never going to be perfect, right? There's always going to be a time where you go into a, a keynote speech, like the, the mic doesn't work. There's a person in the front row that's literally just staring at you, like <laughs> that's like angry about what you're talking about. Like there's always something and you have to be able to change 
and adapt. So talk to me, Chris, a little bit about this idea of, of yes and and how it can actually transform you, not just in the context of improv and getting better there, but in life in general. What is the thing we called yes and and how can it improve our lives? All right, so check this out, y'all. Yes and is this concept that makes every improv scene tick. It also makes every great social interaction tick. Yes and is, it, so it's yes, comma, and. And the way it works is the yes part is basically you acknowledging what the other person said. Yes, I heard you. Yes, I accept this information. Yes, I'm taking what you say as not only truth, but your reality. And the and is what you add onto it and send back to them. And then they theoretically, yes, and you. And then that's basically how really amazing, productive, useful conversations go. Now, I always tell people if they're hearing this for the first time, you might be thinking, okay, yeah, no, duh, that's how, yeah, I get that. But think about the people, like, don't think about the people that you that you have a great working relationship with. Like, y'all probably, yes, and very naturally, very organically. Think about the next tier of people that you don't have a great working relationship with, or maybe you on a, on a bad day with a stranger, and that's when you start getting into no buts or just yeses. Or, you know, you know, no, but it's like, no, not your idea, but you listen to my idea or a yes is just someone who is not keeping the conversation going. We certainly have all interacted with those people. Maybe some of us have um, have those people in our families and we just left some holiday travel and we experienced some strange conversationalist. Think about if everyone was yes anding the entire time. The conversations are flowing. You are in the moment. You are not planning what you're going to say next and therefore not listening to whatever they're saying. You're very present-minded. And that's how improv comedy scenes work. That's And that's also, surprise, surprise, how really top-notch conversations go, how e – even if they're between strangers. And as far as, like, uh, what Raylan just mentioned about being in the moment, being able to roll with the punches, I think – I think there's two sides to this actually. Like like if you're if you're speaking in front of a crowd doing a TED talk type thing and you know something strange happens, you know, cell phones are going off or you know wh whatever, whatever the distraction is, I think there's two tiers of responding to that in a positive way. One, I think this is the most common way and there's nothing wrong with this, but it's acknowledging it and then acknowledging that you are rolling with it. But think about how incredible it would be if you are so in the moment and so present and so in flow that that you were able to adapt to whatever it was without calling out the fact that you are adapting to it, being like that sharp. And I think improv helps you not only be a great conversationalist, be a great listener, but it really truly helps you be so present, so in the moment that um, that like really nothing can phase you. And the yes and mentality is a big, big part of that. And everyone can practice this, by the way. You could everyone today can choose to yes and someone in their real life and see how that conversation goes. And you can literally say the words yes and. So when someone's like, so when someone's like, hey, um, you know, hey Glenn, I, I like your new watch. Glenn's like, yes. And I appreciate you saying that because it was a gift from my kid or whatever. And that just like keeps the conversation going or it sparks something as opposed to just saying, yes, thank you. That really, that kind of puts an end to the conversation and you want to keep it going. You want to keep it flowing. And that's one of many reasons why yes and is such a sharp tool to have in your toolkit.
Yes. And <laughs> I love that you said the acceptance of one's reality. And so I think this is why you and I get along so well, because I think about the conversation, the sales conversation. I think about coaching conversations, because a lot of what we do, obviously, is helping coaches. And so you have to first accept one's reality in order to move the conversation forward. Because the, the point is this, right? And I don't care if you're you're an entrepreneur or, or you're, you're preparing for or you just got done right with a holiday party with your family. The, the issues usually arise when you negate to accept someone else's reality. If someone comes to you and says, hey, like, I can't afford this for whatever reason, let's take a sales conversation. That is their current reality. It doesn't mean that it's fixed, right? So at that point, you have to go, okay, yes, you can't afford it. Let's talk more about that. Maybe, and here's the and part, maybe there's another way we can look at it. What's another way we can look at it? You're offering almost a new thing. I always say like in sales, someone, if they tell you no, it's an object, uh, objection, they're offering you something and it's your decision what you do with that at that point. And so I think, Chris, what you're saying is, and tell me if I'm wrong, obviously, but once you accept one's reality, you're surrendering to the now. You're surrendering, as Eckhart Tolle, Tolle talks about, right? You're surrendering to the moment. But then at that point, you can choose something else. You can choose to react in another way. And so what's interesting about this idea, and I love that you gave a tool, like you literally just told everybody, try this today. It's literally just yes and, and a watch how your conversations get better. So from the context, once again, of, of this idea of improv, going with the flow, talk to me a little bit more about, because again, we have a lot of speakers in the group, uh, in the group here and people that want to be speakers one day. How can improv, being more creative about the conversations we have, et cetera, help somebody that's keynote? Because that seems to me to be almost kind of one channel, right? I'm talking, everyone's listening. It's almost like a lecture, but some people do it better than others and where it's like a conversation. So how can improv or, or just comedy in general help speakers be better keynotes? Yeah, so I think the other components that come along with improv, you know, yes, and and the listening and the building and being in the moment, I would say is the core one. That's like the trunk of the tree, right? But as the tree keeps growing, all those strong branches come out of it. You learn things like comedy techniques. You learn you learn stuff like heightening, and you know, like comedy formulas. Like if this is true, then what else is true? And those things can help flesh out a, 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 a talk and, and make it more interesting. And also think about the kinds of people who get really good at improv, who really enjoy it, who are real students of the art form. You very organically become more confident and charismatic as well. And I think that can obviously help people who are on a speaker path to get more gigs and get higher paying gigs and, you know, get the next gig at this gig because because you're a great conversationalist, because you have that confidence and that charisma. And you know, I just found in all my years working- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. In comedy in various forms that the people who do improv are the kindest, most open-minded people. And I like having those, I like being surrounded by those people, the people who, who add on to ideas, who build each other up, 
who are great listeners and who are also funny, you know, who are also understand how comedy works. And, but it, it's, it's so, it, it's, it's so interesting how a lot of people who love improv will tell you that comedy is actually not the number one muscle you're working in this comedy technique, which to me is, 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 is so fascinating because we are learning comedy, but we're also learning how to be in the moment. We are learning how to be a great listener, but we're also learning how to how to build these comedy concepts and if this, then what, and heighten whatever's funny about it. I, I'm glad you brought up the idea of, of being open-minded because it reminds me of like this idea also of, of endless possibilities. And so what's interesting is like I talk a lot uh, with clients about endless possibilities. And the reason why is simply because like from a, from a coaching standpoint, imagine you're a coach and, and you're like, oh, I want to make $100,000 this year. I want to make a million dollars this year. One of the key concepts we talked about is, is look, do you care how it comes to you? Because again, we get super fixated. We're like, it has to come to us in this way. It, it, it has to come from this course or this mastermind or this program, whatever. And I often say, okay, so yes, I know that you did the math. That's great. And it would take you you know, a hundred people to work with to get to your goal of hitting whatever number. But imagine if instead of a hundred, you had one person pay that amount, would that be okay? Well, of course it would, right? So then the point is you don't actually care about how it comes to you. What you want is just what you want. And so when you do something like improv, you talk about comedy, what's interesting is it's almost, again, accepting the idea of endless possibilities. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how we get there. And so when I think about improv, again, just from the standpoint of just watching or observing comedians in general, there is this notion of like, I don't care how we get to the end point. And in fact, is it true that we're almost not even looking where we're going? It's a matter of being present in the moment, moment, accepting what's happening right now, and just making sure the next moment is equally as important. Like, talk to me a little bit about more about this idea of like being present in the moment and, and how improv does that for us. Like, what are some tools or strategies that you can kind of tell, teach us to, to help us be more kind of present in the moment so we can actually accept the endless possibilities that come with it? Yeah, absolutely. So I love this idea of holding your ideas tightly, but with an open fist. So if you can right now, like, like anyone listening to this, hold out one of your hands and spread your fingers apart. It's like, I like to hold my ideas in my hand like this. Now close your fist as opposed to like this. If you hold your ideas with a closed fist, you're not really open to change. You're not really open to the moment organically shifting you and taking you to other places. And if you hold your ideas, I will spread your fingers back apart. If you hold your ideas like this, I'm still holding them tight. I'm still holding them close to me, but I'm so open-minded because I accept that these are going to change probably, especially if you're working with a team of people, especially if you open yourself up to feedback from your fans or your coworkers or whatever your situation is, you better be used to people like, you know, tinkering with your idea and giving their opinion. So I, so improv helps you practice and accept that as just a reality. That's just the way it is for me at this point, because I've done so many improv scenes, you know, where it's like, you know, you start an improv scene and you, you, you're playing a doctor and you tell your patients, Oh, you have 24 hours left to live. Sorry for the bad news. You're not saying anything other than I'm a doctor and this is this fact. The other person can take that and flip it around and make that good news. And then suddenly, you know, person A thought they were doing a scene about death 
but person B is doing a scene about celebrating life and the fact that they have 24 hours left to live this life. They thought maybe they thought they had 12. And so improv just teaches you that 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 things can always change and you better be ready for it. And also, why not? Why not embrace that? Why not? Why not embrace the fact that this um, that this art form can 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 flip back and forth, up and down, whatever, and take you to places you weren't expecting. So it keeps your head in a swivel. It keeps you so present. And those are all things that make that you know you do have those skills. I don't care what you're doing in life, uh, but especially if you're a speaker or a coach or you know an entrepreneur, being able to stay so present and so open to the moment will get you really really far. So, um, I mean. So yeah, so, so for the takeaways for that, Raylan, I would say hold your ideas tightly with an open fist. You know, don't keep it so closed, and and just know, you know, just embrace, embrace, embrace the improv aspects of it. Where it's like, you know, how often have you have you had a to do list and some and one thing went wrong for the day, and then it tanked your whole day, or you were like, I'm going to do A B C. And then A was a little bit harder than you thought, so then you never got to B or C. I think in, improv just just really just really gets into your bloodstream. It really gets into your bones and helps and helps you fully understand that things are going to change. So let's embrace it. Let's there must be something good about this change. Now I'm going to find out what it is. And again, I keep saying this, but it's also like all these real life, um, all these real life like mechanics that get you that get you through your to-do list that get you through your speaking engagement but it's also fun you also laugh a lot in improv class and it helps you be a funnier human being yeah i could absolutely see that and i i think too one of the game we call them game rules at the elevated sales academy as you know chris and one of the game rules is you don't know what you don't know and so talk to me a little bit about like how do you deal with the aspect of like people walking into 2022 right we are setting the intention. We are really focused on what we're going to be putting out in terms of our output because we want certain things to happen in 2022, but we also don't know what it's going to be like. So it's almost like you're staring down an abyss of, of endless possibilities, but also that could be scary, right? We don't know the outcome. So how do you deal with from a, from a comedian standpoint, from an improv standpoint, how do you accept the fact that you have no idea how the scene is going to go? Because again, that sounds a lot like life where you don't know what the day is going to hold. You don't know what the next hour is going to hold for you. How do you accept that pot accept that as a reality, but still come with the intention of doing your best as you possibly can? Yeah, I think that's, I think because you know who you are, you know what you stand for, you know what you're bringing to the table. And so therefore when the universe changes and shifts around you, like we all know it will, you know who you are, you know what you're about, you know what skills you do or don't have. And and so you embrace it as opposed to being like, as opposed to being like, oh man, I hope nothing goes wrong today. It's more like, I am open to whatever happens today because I'm not really scared. You know, that's that confidence that doing something like improv helps you build. And also, Raylan, in an improv scene, it's like when it starts off, when two people walk out on stage, we don't know a single thing. This is the most, you know, if you're very new at it, this is the most nerve wracking part because anything is possible. But when one person says the opening line, uh, so like I actually let's do one right now, real quick, Raylan. Uh, I won't put you on the spot too much, but like just go with me on this, Raylan. Just give me a generic opening line of dialogue. Don't try too hard to like. I don't 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 think you have to like be hilarious. Just give me some facts. Just like 
you know, something that's like, you know, um, I hope that there's fish in the ocean today. I'm trying to catch some fish. Something basic <laughs> like that. Give me some opening line, Raylan. Yeah, I have to take out my trash today and cut up all the boxes from the holidays. Cool. Great. So to me, that has taken us from infinite possibilities and it shrunk us down to like, let's say there's like a million now, you know, still a lot, but way less daunting, right? Raylan gave me some facts about himself, where he was. So if, I, if I'm in the scene, if I'm yes anding him, uh, I might say, yes, and I would love to help you, Raylan, but uh, I'm taking I'm taking all of my family on our post-Christmas vacation. And uh, I also, Raylan, I appreciate you picking up all of my trash at my house. So now I have met Raylan where he is. I've included what he's, you know, what his thing is into my thing, but I've made his problem worse, right? His problem in this improv scene worse. Now I would argue we have even less possibilities here. It's like Raylan, Raylan has to clean up post-Christmas trash here. He has to clean up my post-Christmas trash and I'm leaving town. So Raylan, what would you say to that? Yes, uh, I could absolutely do that and, and pick up your trash for you, but you're going to have to do something for me then instead. You're going to have to also, in addition to taking your family trip, go ahead and take my kid too, so that way I don't have to deal with him. <laughs> okay, cool, great. Awesome, good job, Raylan. <laughs> so, so look, we have, we have three lines of dialogue here, and I would argue that we have the structure, the foundation for doing an improv comedy scene. We know what Raylan's about. We know what I'm about. And the way that Raylan put that, put me taking his kid uh, on the trip. Now we have, we have a game to play here, right? It's like, it's like, I'm doing something fun. Raylan's doing something theoretically unfun. And, and he's also doing all of my, he's doing all the hard work for me in terms of cleaning up my house. Uh, why? I don't know. It's just what we said in the scene. So now it's fact. But my point here is improv helps you narrow your focus as the scene progresses so in the beginning where it's really daunting and you're like oh man there are so many options i'm all, i'm intimidated but it's like you stay in the present you stay in the present you stay in the moment you state a couple of facts you tell us how you feel and then suddenly you have less and less options and by the end of this i know there's three lines which is pretty good so three lines we have a pretty good idea of what we're each about where we are, what's going on, and then theoretically the scene gets so much easier from this point on. So that's an example of using improv to narrow your focus, get into flow, and and basically how quickly can we have can we start stop worrying about this and start having fun? And improv does that for every interaction, whether it's a, a speech or if it's a sales call or if it's brainstorming with coworkers or if it's talking to a loved one. I always say. You know, this, this works in your personal and your professional life. Good job, so Roland. I, I love – thank you, by the way. That was my first time. That was pretty exciting. Uh, so the, the two key takeaways I want to make sure everyone hit home with is, is keeping the ideas, your ideas, in an open fist, keeping them tightly with an open fist. I love that concept because, again, I think we take ourselves a little bit too seriously. And we're not open to the possibility that when the scene starts, you are one person, but it could easily change over time. And accepting that and rolling with the punches – Really quickly, uh, before we pass it to my good friend Kristen here, Chris, tell us a little bit more about team, uh, team Hell Yes, what it's about and how people can reach you, and then I'll pass the mic on. Awesome. Would love to. 
So I have a weekly improv class called Team Hell Yes. I combine elements of an improv class and group coaching. So, you know, I talk a big game that people can use this art form to be more charismatic communicators, to be more confident on and off of uh, literal or figurative stages in life. And so what we do in the Team Hell Yes classes is we do improv comedy exercises, and then we talk about how we are going to use them to become better humans. Um, it, it, we have one-on-one -on -one sessions as well, but it's, a, it's a very much a group program where people are using improv. And you don't have to be pursuing comedy to be a part of this. I, it, in fact, zero of the people in Team Hell Yes are pursuing comedy as, um, as, as a job. They're all entrepreneurs and speakers and people who want to get in touch with their creative side or, you know, wake up, wake up their old creative self. So it's a ton of fun. If anything I said today is um, lit you up in any way, I think you owe it to yourself to, to get in touch with me. Just send me an Instagram DM. I'm easy to find. Just type the words in hell yes on an Instagram DM and I will send you information and maybe can just get you into a class for free so you can see what it's like. But I truly believe everyone should try improv at some point. And uh, I'm just, I'm, and also I'm super grateful for this platform. Thank all of you for listening and thank you, Raylan, for having me here. I really, really appreciate it. Of course, man. I'm, again, we can go on for, for forever on this subject. I think it's so fascinating. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.